Uh, can you hear me? All right. Good morning, church. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Praise the Lord. Uh, let me um, first introduce a little bit of myself. Um, this is my second time to be at Bay Show. What a blessing. Yeah. I came here and I think uh, uh, two years ago I did an opening uh, uh, service and I went back because I've got two little boys and, and I wanted to come with them but uh, uh, we could not do that as we just came from Africa. I, was, I lost my father in Africa and so I was there in the, in the month of June. So my wife was given only one month for vacation. We cannot even ask another week. So um, she decided to stay. Hopefully next year she'll be here with us all. My greetings from her and uh, well, she really loves you a lot and uh, what a blessing to be here. Little, uh, little things about me. And, uh, I'm a believer and uh, I believe fully in the scripture. I believe even if well, the, the, um, people are always asking me, what do you question? I don't question anything. And uh, I just believe in the comma, even the question mark in the Bible, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. So uh, I know sometimes I got challenged when I read the scripture. Yes, all of us, we do that. Say, what God? But uh, at the end of the day, he's God. Amen? He loves us so much. So uh, I, I, I gave my life to Jesus Christ when I was 18 years old. I gave my life in a way on campus. Uh, that's where I gave my life. I got baptized in Zimbabwe. For those who are met at this church, they know about Africa University. Uh, so I'm a product from Africa University, by the way. Thank you for your giving. Uh, so that's who, uh, when you see me, you see where your money has been gone. All right? Yes, uh, so I'm a product from Africa University. I graduated with two degrees in uh, agriculture, and God called me. And I got a job in Congo, very nice job. I was working as a head administrator of a company. Uh, the mining company with mining diamonds, gold, and God kept on calling me. I resigned. I decided to leave everything, the car, everything. I said, Lord, here I am. So I went back again to Africa University. I did my uh, divinity, undergraduate divinity, and I got ordained in the Congo. And God opened another door for me. I went to Garrett in Illinois. I did my master's degree, and then as I was doing my, my classes, one, it was a semester, and the, during a vacation, I was invited by a pastor in Grand Rapids to cover him, because I was already ordained, he wanted to go for vacation, and then I, I, was cov I covered him for a month, preaching the gospel. It was then, I never knew it, and, uh, some of the folks, when the pastor came back, they told the pastor, the pastor uh, brought the word to the superintendent, the superintendent to the bishop, and I got a call and said, can you serve in Michigan? That's how I find myself here. Yeah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I love Jesus Christ, and I love all the people. We are in the journey. So um, that's a little bit of, about me. And uh, uh, in terms of prayer, prayer is everything for me. I could not be where I am today without prayer. And Jesus prayed before, during ministry, and even after he prayed. Even assured us that I will pray for those who are going to believe in me. So uh, as you are here, you have to know that Jesus prayed for you. 
And he prayed for me too. Because we believe in Jesus Christ. I built my life of prayer when I was uh, started in the, uh, when I was 17 years old. I built it up. I remember that. I'm not asking you to do that, but if you do, you are willing to do it. You can do it. I I fasted for 21 days without eating anything. I challenged myself through a sermon was preached by a pastor from Zimbabwe. He was he challenged me. And so I can do it. So we did it with three of us. One of my friends, one is in South Africa, another one in the Congo. I saw him when I was in Congo, and me. We gathered the three of us. We said we can do it. We don't want to tell anybody on campus. So we fasted 21 days. But I was the only one who made it. <laughs> That's the good news. Yeah. Uh, the two of my friends, they gave up on their way. They could not make it, but praise the Lord, I did it. 21 days. And uh, on campus, people ended up in to say, ah, this guy is losing weight, he's got HIV. <laughs> it's a long story, but I will share my story as I fasted as we go. But today we need to get into this so that it can help you to come back again tomorrow. Amen? So I love when I'm talking, I want also to be part of it. So I'm going to help you, and we're going to help each other. This is really powerful. I mean it. It's powerful. It's going to help us to understand. We do know, and I know, and that's how I grew up with that understanding that prayer is a way of communicating with God, right? But today you are going to hear something different. And I'm not going to say it from my own understanding, but from the Bible. Our menu. On Sunday I talked to my church folks. I say, you know when you go to McDonald's? They don't make mistakes. They don't give you a menu from K, uh, KSV, uh, KFC. Right? You go to McDonald's, you get exactly the menu for McDonald's. Right? The same with us. When you go to church, you have a menu. The scripture. And as, as I'm teaching, I'm looking at the scripture. That's the menu today. Alright? And we are in the month of August, by the way. You know August what I stand for me? August, today is August 1st, right? Uh, let me give you a, uh, something maybe you don't know. Uh, August stands for A, ask, U, until, and J, God, U, unveiled, and S, something, T, tangible. That's August. Yeah. Ask until God Unveil something tangible. August. Yeah. Unveil. U-N-V-E-I-L-S. Unveil. Something tangible. That's August. So this month of August, you better ask until God does something. Keep asking. Keep asking. And especially we are here until Friday. So keep asking these days. Yesterday we have been reminded of the Holy Spirit. So ask for that Holy Spirit until you leave here. By the time you get home, oh my goodness, even dogs and neighbors. Oh, is that you? Yes, it's me. Oh, you have never greeted me before. Yeah, because I'm full of the Holy Spirit. Come, we're going to make a barbecue. That's how it is. When the Holy Spirit is in you, he tells you where to go. You never think of. All right? When you go back to the neighbor, what, what's wrong with this guy? No, I'm coming from Bayshore Camp, man. I was full of the Holy Ghost and uh, 
is taking me to you. Right? When you came in, they gave you, this is just a bonus. I just uh, want to share this with you. You just take this home. And it's about um, Jesus praying. The book of Luke is the only unique book where Jesus, the prayer life of Jesus is being revealed so many times. All the scripture is about prayer. So this is a bonus. I'll give it to you. So this is like, I know, I, when, when I was still thinking about, what, what should I come up with? Uh, I say, okay, things to study on prayer. So today we're going to look at the purpose for prayer. And uh, tomorrow, the acts prayer. And uh, Wednesday, the push prayer. And Thursday, the power of short prayer. Um, you better join the whole team and then you'll be complete. The power of short prayer. No matter, you do it every time. Oh, Jesus! That's a prayer you have made already. Oh, God! That's a prayer. So you have to come and hear that we have short prayer in the Bible that did one, even the, even the, the Lord prayer is a short prayer. Do you know that? It has got 68. Go and count this evening. 68 word. And Jesus said, if you pray this prayer, things happen. You know the prayer that uh, uh, the prayer that was made by the criminal on the cross. There were two of them. Did you? If you count, it's just it's just nine word. And that guy was in heaven, going with Jesus. The thief is moving with Jesus. Oh God, Jesus, Jesus! That guy stole heaven with nine words prayer. Remember me when you'll be. It's a prayer. All right? Now we're going to do that on Thursday. And Friday, the last one, the power of bold prayer. That one, I'm inviting you to come. We come again, invite even friends. And no, we need to, to look into that. And starting tomorrow, we are going to do even prayer. When we learn about prayer, we do prayer. And then even the bowling prayer, we're going to walk around. We're going to just do it. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, we are not going to waste our time. I'm just, uh, I want you to listen. And uh, I actually, I printed what I'm going to share with you, but you're going to take it as you go. I didn't know what I told Kendall. I said, if we give it to them now, they will be like this. Uh-uh. Uh, so I want you to, because I learned something uh, in, uh, in America that we, you need to write things. When I grew up, even in terms of sermons, I just, I, it was so hard for me even to come with something written. Um, so, but uh, I, I fully understand I need to write something. So the good news is I printed the whole thing that I'm going to share with you. you cannot t- we're going to take it home. But don't use the red pen when you are reading it. <laughs> and I did not double check my grammar. So anyway, you may end up to find something like that also. Uh, by the way, English is my fifth language, so I speak five languages. So if you see an error somewhere in terms of grammar, understand. But you never find more than ten, I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I, I'm inviting you to pay all attention, be with me. And, uh, um, we're going to have at the end, if you have any questions and comments, you are going to make it, and um, tomorrow that's when I'm going to share with you about how I've become a prayer warrior. 
I, I, you can take everything from me, but you never take prayer. Yeah, I'm going to share that with you. You take everything, take my phone, my degree, anything, but you cannot take my life for prayer. And uh, this week I believe and I pray that uh, as we come together, my prayer through the power of the Holy Spirit, you have that seed as well. If you have it already, it's how you, it increases from there. I know we, as we got it here, we know how to pray. By the time we leave, maybe we can add something for what you have done to learn. All right. All right. In order for us to know the why, why, why we should always pray, we have to look into the origin of prayer. I want you to know the origin of prayer, the purpose for prayer. That will help us to know the purpose of prayer. I have some questions that bothered me and are really shocked me for years. I believe it will shock you as well. I have three questions. Number one, um, you can write it down, or you can write some of the things, but uh, you don't have it because I've got everything, but some of the things I'm going to, maybe they are not here, just whenever it's just speak to you, write it down. All right? Number one, if God is sovereign, why pray? It's really bothered me a lot for years. Why pray if God is sovereign? If God is sovereign, God can do anything, right? God can do anything you want to do. So why pray? Number two, if God is not influenced, influenced by us, then why pray? Why pray? Sovereign also means God is free from our influences. If I pray for something and God is sovereign, then God can do the opposite. So why pray? Why should I waste my time appealing to God who can do anything, anyhow? Number three. If God cannot be affected by us, what we say, by what we say, then why pray? I pray. I got the answer for you that changed my whole life. Changed my whole life. I will give you these three answers that changed me. The reason why we should all pray, not Eric only. By the way, did I, did I say my name from the beginning? My name is Eric Mulanda. Mulanda is from Africa, and Eric is a Western name anyway. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Eric Molanda. They call me Eric. It's good. And Molanda is also good. All right. Um, I've got three answers for you. And this will help us to pray. Number one, God is sovereign as his word. His word. And God is, number two, God is, is limited by his word. Number three, God will never, ever, ever violate his word. So these three answers invited me to pray. 
even if God is sovereign. Why are this important for us? Whenever God speaks, whatever God says, become law. Not only to creation, but it becomes law also to God himself. God is sovereign until he speaks, and when he speaks, he becomes trapped by what he says. He cannot change that. This is why God does not talk too much. He talks a little bit. And when he says something, ask the amen. If you have a, I wish if Pharaoh was here, you could have called him and double check. How many times Moses was sent by God and when Moses said, God says, Pharaoh said, no, it's all right. Listen, please, he doesn't talk too much. He's going to do this. Pharaoh said, no, I'm a king. He said, listen, please. I know the God I'm talking to you. He doesn't talk too much. God does not talk too much. God is limited by what he says. So when he speaks, his sovereignty becomes limited by his word. Why is it important for you and I today to pray? Because prayer was created by the limitation of God's word. Prayer was created by the limitation of God's word. We're going to get this together. In the book of Luke chapter 11, verses 1. Uh, you don't have to read that one. But chapter 11, verses 1. The disciples ask Jesus. Not, I mean, that, I'm so, I'm, have you ever read that? They went to Jesus and the only thing, I want to tell you, the only thing the disciple asked Jesus, it was not like feed us, we are hungry. They went to Jesus, they said, Master, teach us how to pray. I wish if I was there, I would say, Master, teach us how to make disciples. Teach us how to feed the thousand. Teach us how to feed the hungry. Teach us, you know, by then, if there was CNN, teach us how to walk on the water. And then you will see Eric walking on the water and CNN and Fox News. Ah, oh, I'll be famous. But they never asked that. They went to Jesus and Jesus, they asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. I believe these disciples, they were hiding somewhere. Say, Where is this guy going? Early morning. Where is he going? They were watching from afar. And this guy was just, Jesus was always pray. And they realize there's something happening whenever I pray. My question today, it was the same question I asked myself years ago. Why is that the disciples ask Jesus only to teach them to pray? Why? I did figure it out. <laughs> I did it. Friend, uh, he took Jesus Christ more than one hour in prayer to do what he used to do, to, to do what they used to see in a second. Jesus spent a lot of time in prayer, but he spent 
second few minutes in ministry. I figured it out. And in those days, uh, anybody has got uh, the book of, uh, can you open up the book of Mark chapter 135? Just read that one. And it's not about waking up at 7 o'clock or 10 o'clock prayer. Read that one. I want to hear what, what time Jesus Christ used to wake up. Mark chapter 135. Just read that verse. Yes. Do you hear that? Very early morning. Actually, in the Eastern time, morning is started when the sun rises. Early morning, I could see the disciple <laughs> snoring, and Jesus, oh no, I don't want to disturb them. All right, let me go out. Let me go out. Early morning. Early morning. And he went to pray. He came back. You know that I'm not going to go in the details. Actually, Jesus actually put them in a, in a temptation. One day, Jesus made it up. When there's a story in the Bible where a family brought a demon-possessed child to the disciples. And that all of them, they fell. Do you know that story? They fell. I can see Peter coming. In the name. Get out, demons. The demons said, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And Peter got tired. I'm tired. Matthew, can you come? And Matthew, get out, demons. And the demons said, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm tired. <laughs> Another one, Jesus was looking at them like this. All the 12 fell. And Jesus showed up. And uh, Jesus said, you know what? This can only be done in prayer and fasting. It can only be done if you are coming from prayer. And Jesus did this. Get up! And the demon was out. Why? Because he was coming from prayer. He was coming from The disciple conclusion was, if you spend more time, more hours in the morning in prayer with God, then you only spend a minute with men in the day. Do you know what we do today as Christians and churches? We are so quick to do ministry. Feed the hungry. We are so good. Cast off demons. But God says, spend time with me first. And then you will be able to do ministry. Time in prayer is not time wasted. But it is time invested. Prayer was a necessity in the life of Jesus Christ, not an option. And prayer must be a necessity in our lives as believers and the life of the church, not an option. And I'm going to shake you up a little bit. If you look at your church where you're coming from, if I'm not mistaken, your prayer group, there might be even two people or three people. That's the smallest group in the church. Why? I'm always asking that question. I'm going to give you an answer tomorrow. Hold on that. Tomorrow I'm going to give you an answer. Why? On Sunday you show up. As pastors, we are always good. We, ah, good morning, church. But during the week, the smallest group in the church is the prayer group. By the way, I'm going to tell you tomorrow, there's no ministry such as called prayer ministry. Tomorrow you're going to get that in the Bible. There is no 
prayer ministry in the Bible. We are all called to pray with that system. I'm going to go into that tomorrow. All right. We should be prepared for ministry like Jesus did in what? In prayer. My question is why Jesus had this committed prayer life. He understood what I call the birth of prayer. He understood that. When was prayer born? That's where we are getting into now. When was prayer born? Prayer was born in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. That's where prayer was born. Two words. God says let's make man in our image and likeness. And then God went on and said have dominion over the earth, the bird, the trees, everywhere. You know that scripture? That's something you learn from Sunday school anyway. Dominion over the earth. This is a strong statement to understand prayer. Listen carefully. I wish God had said, let us have dominion. If he had said, let us have dominion, God would have included himself. But God did not want to include himself into that. But he, did, he said, let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. Who? Mankind. That's you and me. Mankind. What is a man now? A man is, an, is a stranger creation. Creature. In Genesis chapter 1, God created a man. And Genesis, in chapter 2, he made the body of man. And he put the man inside the body. In chapter 2. Actually, the name man is the name that God gave to the spirit being. And God gave to the spirit being an assignment that is not physical. Are you with me? Stay with me because we are getting into that now. To, to know where prayer is coming from. You know that spiritual do not appreciate physical things. You know that, right? So that God created an earth, an earth suit for the spiritual man to get in. God created that. God took the man and put inside the earth. In Genesis, again, Genesis chapter 2, 8, Therefore God made man in a spirit body. In the spirit body. In a physical house. That's why a human is, you know, the human, a human is two words put together. Humus means dirt. And man means spirit. Therefore, a human means putting the man inside the dirt. A human is a mystery. A human being is a spirit being in a dirt body. In other words, a human being is an integration of physical and spiritual. We are a spirit, but we live in a body. So when God put us in a dirt, he put men in humans. We become human kind. It is, that a, it is that creature God said 
when he created, he said, let them have dominion. The spirit in the body. Therefore, the only creature, listen to this, the only creature does, the only creature has the key and the legal authority on earth is us, human. The only creature has the key and legal authority here on earth. It's you and I. It is a spirit and a body. That means any spirit outside the body is illegal. It's illegal on the planet earth. We're going to prove that. Please follow me carefully. We're going to prove that. Therefore, in order for God to do anything here on earth, has to obey his own word. As a matter of fact, the Bible says God said, I have placed my word above my name. Read Psalm 138, verses 2. You are going to hear that. 138, verses 2. If someone can read that. I have placed my word above my name. Anybody have to read that quickly? Psalm 138, verses 2. Yeah, go ahead. I will bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for loving kindness and your truth that you have magnified your word according to all the nations. Yes. Did you hear that? That's God. The Hebrew word for name also means being. It means being. Therefore, God said, I, have, I place myself above word, and I will not break my own word. I will not violate my own word. As a matter of fact, that's what makes God himself faithful. He's faithful. He keeps his word, not only to you, but to himself as well, God. That's why he said, we are unholy, is not. God is not. We are unholy people, but God is holy. Even to himself, is holy. God will never violate his word. Now listen carefully. That's why God cannot come into this planet without a body. He cannot come into this planet without a body. Not because he's weak. Mm -mm, I'm not saying that. He's so powerful. God is so powerful. Mighty. But because he's too faithful to his word. He's so powerful, but he's so faithful to his word. He will never break his word. God will not come in this world as a spirit without a body. A body. We're going to see that. Therefore, if anything is going to be done on earth legally, it has to be done by the spirit with a body. 
That's why when Adam and Eve in the Bible were about to pick up the fruit, and God could, God could not interfere because God is a spirit. Eve was weak woman, little creature. God created Eve, but God could not stop her. Why? Because God could not come in as a spirit without a body. He could have broken his word, by the way. Therefore, we could, have, we could not even trust God. We trust God because he's faithful. Right? Yeah. Because he doesn't change like man. Like Pastor Eric changed every time. God is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow. His word. We could not trust him. So the devil knew that Satan, the devil, Lucifer, knew that. He knew that this guy stand on his word. You know what he did? And Lucifer was also a spirit. So he came down, he saw a snake. And said, okay, he had a deal with snake. Can I borrow your body, please? I want to talk to these people on earth. So the snake, the Lucifer borrowed. The, the, the body of the snake. He knew that God would never, Lucifer could not go to Adam and Eve. Why? Because God's spirit was there. So he went to the snake. Snake, please, I need your body. I need to do some business here. And the snake said, take it. And he took it. And then he did what he did. You know what he did. So therefore God knew I cannot stop them because if I stop them as a spirit, then I become a liar. I want you to know that God is not a liar. Many people ask the question, why Adam and Eve did that? God did not even intervene. That's the answer. God is such a good God. God said to Satan, uh, to the devil Lucifer in the Genesis chapter 3, verses 15, God said, I want to paraphrase. This is me. All right? I want to paraphrase what God said to Lucifer. He said that, ah, you Satan, you know that I cannot come in right now, but uh, you used to live, because you used to live with me, you know me well, I keep my word. I keep my word. I want to make a promise, Lucifer, to you. I promise you, the same woman you used to, to destroy, the same woman, a woman you, you used to destroy humankind, I'm going to come to her legally, and she will give me, uh, she will give, uh, she will give me a body legally, and I'm going to trash, I'm going to crush you down legally. Are you with me? Let me say it again. So I'm paraphrasing it. So God, because it's so good, he turned around to Lucifer and said, listen to me. I'm giving you a promise today. The same woman you use to destroy my creation, humankind. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to use her legally to destroy you legally. That was the promise God made to Lucifer. That's why Christmas is so important to us as Christians. 
Yes, yes, yes. That's why Christmas was necessary. And it is. That's why we celebrate as believers. Christmas is necessary for all of us. Because God's word. In the fullness of time, the, the prophet Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah, um, the prophet Isaiah says, I can't believe it. He's giving a report. Guys, guys, I can't believe it. I can't believe it, guys. Something is going to happen. He said, I saw a virgin with a child, Emmanuel. E means in. Men means mankind. E-L e means Elohim. And Isaiah said, I saw God inside a man, mankind, human body. I saw God in there. Isaiah is giving a report. Guys, I saw it. God is coming down. He's coming down. I cannot understand, but God is coming here legally to take back his power legally. I love you. You can even shout glory, hallelujah. I'm about to finish. I'm about to finish. Then we go to question. When, when the angel came to Mary, he said to Mary this. I want, I want to make, I'm explaining all this so that you understand where prayer come, came from. When, 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 angel came, when the angel came to Mary, he said, Mary, you are highly favored. You know the scripture. The pastor preached that a lot, um, including me. Mary said, why am I favored? And then... God said, I want to borrow your, your womb. And Mary said, why? God said, I want to be legal on earth. And Mary said, be unto just like what you said. And then God breathed his word in the womb of Mary. And the flesh started growing around the word. And now God is inside the womb. Hallelujah, I love that. God told the Satan, remember? He told him in Genesis, I'm coming, I'll come, I'm going to use the same. In, in other words, God said, you know this woman who will be a nightmare in your life. The woman we have used in Genesis, I'm going to use another one in, in the New Testament, and she's going to be your nightmare. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, do, do, we have, do we have a medical doctor here? I want to prove it. My wife is a nurse. Oh, good. If I'm wrong, you said, ah, Eric, you are wrong. Or maybe you hold on when we go outside, you call me and I say, uh, you say something wrong. So, well, all right. Uh, maybe, they might, maybe you might prove it with me. So I double check. I, I'm, I'm, maybe some doctors, maybe someone, uh, I'm not a doctor. But when God was designing, let me tell you, let me tell you this. When God was designing the female, God designed her really for him. You are so important, women. Hallelujah, Jesus. The woman body is designed in a such a way that a womb of a woman is designed to produce a child. But the child's blood, doctor, you are with me, huh? the child's blood never mixed with the mother's blood. Are you with me? Uh-huh. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> God God designed it that way because he was thinking of himself. You see when a child is in is in a woman womb 
uh, no matter what type of blood he or she has, it will never and ever mix with the mother's blood. Are you with me? Uh-huh. I think you don't understand. Let me go hang. So, so God said to Satan, I got you, I got you, I got you now. I got you. I made an arrangement to come to the, to the woman, to the, to the human race. And that woman shall bear me a seed. And his blood, hallelujah, that's what I'm getting. His blood shall not mix with hers. His, his blood is going to be a pure blood. God's blood. That blood will not be mixed with the human blood. That blood from my seed will be able to clean everybody. That you and me. Shout hallelujah for that because of the blood of Jesus. Oh God, hallelujah. The blood of Jesus Christ as a DNA, as a God DNA only. The chromosome, the chromosome combination was Elohim and Adonai mixed together. That's why we are saved by the pure blood of Jesus. There's no blood of Mary because Mary, she was like me. Hey, by the way, Mary was lucky because she was already cleaned out by the blood of Jesus. His blood was not Mary's blood. As a matter of fact, Mary was saved by the blood of Jesus. Carrying Jesus around, she was already saved. Oh God, that's a good news there. Watch this. The angel said, watch this again. The angel said, Mary, you shall call the child Jesus. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isaiah chapter 9 said, unto us the child is born and the son is is given. Do you see that? Uh-huh. We are getting there. Listen, the child was born, but the son was not. The child is born, not the son. Mary born the child, but God gave us the son. Are you with us? Now nah, stay with me, because after, by the time we get to lunch, you're going to talk about that. Hallelujah. Mary produced the body, and God gave the spirit. Are you with me? Oh, stay with me, my, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Mary produced the house, but God gave the resident. Hallelujah. In other words, Mary is the mother of Jesus, but she's not the mother of Christ. Are you with me? Uh-huh. That's why we're going to pray. That, this is very important so that you can come tomorrow. And tomorrow we go a deeper. We, go, we are going deeper. Jesus is the Jesus is the body. God, Christ is God. That's why he's called Jesus Christ. Because Jesus made Christ legal on earth. That's why Jesus will, could pray on earth every day. <laughs> He needed, he needed Christ in him to do the manifestation of the power. Christ was legal because of Jesus. God cannot interfere on earth without you and me. 
without a human. Now, what is prayer? This is not the definition of prayer. I define it this way. Prayer is a man giving God license to interfere in the planet Earth. Prayer is a man giving God license to interfere in the planet Earth. Prayer is God receiving license from us to interfere in the planet Earth. Actually, John Wesley said in this way, the founder of the United Methodist Church, who I met this year. Good. John Wesley said this, the founder, he said this, God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. That's what John Wesley said. He believed because he was a prayer warrior. Read your entire Bible, by the way, if you can find anywhere where God did anything on earth without a human being, come back tomorrow and tell me. Oh, stop me by on camp. We are, we, are, we, are, we are together. Just stop me and say, God, God did this without a human. Just show me. I look around, I did not find it. That's why God never do anything on earth without a human being. It needed human beings to be legal on earth. Whenever God wanted to act on earth, he had to use someone in the dirt. God wants to use you. God wants to use me. God wants to use you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. He used you because he is trapped on his word. That's why God keeps forgiving you, forgiving me, because he needs us to come here come here. He keep on need our body to do business on earth. God keep cleaning us because he needs you. He needs us. He said to Moses, you know, I can't picture. He said to Moses, Moses, I've seen my people crying. And Moses, so what's wrong with me? Say, so I need you. Say, why? You can do your business. No, 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 no. I can't come down there. Without you, I need to use your body. I need your body to go and tell Pharaoh. And he used Moses. And he went to do the business. And if you hear, well, every time Moses talked to Pharaoh, he said, what? Somebody's telling me. Inside. God is telling me to tell you. Let my people go. There are a lot of examples in the Bible where you are going to discover that God used some, even Jonah, our, our sister in Christ, she used the story about Jonah. Said, Jonah, come. I know God, you can't do it. No, 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 I need you to be legal on earth. Said, well, I'm in your body. And God used Jonah to go and deliver the message. Tell your neighbor, God needs me. To impact my city, my family, my church, and nation. Tell your neighbor, can you tell your neighbor, God needs me. Can you just say that? God needs me. God needs your body, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Prayer is not an option. Prayer is a necessity. Jesus said man should always, always pray. Never faint. 
Here is another one that you know. Jesus said, I'm giving you the key of the kingdom. He said, whatever you bind where on earth shall be also bind in heaven. Whatever you lose, how do you lose it? In prayer. Whatever you lose it on earth, you just tell God, come now. I'm going to do it on earth. You are just giving God access. Here, my body, God, I'm losing this. Here, my body, God, I'm binding this. Oh, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. God is in there, and then people start surprising. What is happening in the life of these people? No, God, you have given God the license to use your body. Your body is the most important thing to God. As a matter of fact, God is so committed to your body and God created a program called healing. Because God wants to heal your body so that it can come in and do the work. God is going to heal us as we spend time at the camp, not because he wants you to feel better or feel good. <laughs> God will heal you because he needs your body to do his business on earth. That's why you have heard people say, I'm healed. Uh, and then they start pray, uh, uh, spreading the good news. Who healed you? Jesus Christ. And uh, people start following Jesus Christ. God is going to heal us. Not because I want to feel better. I want to go to Africa. I want to know. God is going to heal you so that he does his business through you. That's why many people sometimes they get healed and they don't want to get. Uh, that's, that's why some, many people they don't, they don't get healed. Because they want to be healed to be better. We need to be healed for God's glory. God wants to use our body. For his sake. You should pray God. God heal me. Because you need my body. Heal me. The Bible says our body. Is the temple of what? Of the Holy Spirit. The preacher said it yesterday. The temple of the Holy Spirit. That means your body. God need your body. So that the Holy Spirit can come down there. And do the work. God is the Bible said Jesus died not Christ it was Jesus who died not Christ by the way let me tell you maybe you don't know let me tell you when, when Jesus was on the cross Christ was down there in the darkness opening doors for Peter opening door not for Peter opening door for Jeremiah and everybody and Lucifer, what are you doing here you are dead I said no I'm not dead Jesus is dead me I'm Christ I'm not I'm not dead I'm gonna come after three days I'm down there you guys let go when you read the Bible after the resurrection it was not only Jesus rose there were many why because Christ cannot die Jesus did. Christ went down there and said, yeah, Jeremiah, come here. Elijah, come, let go. I'm coming to pick you up, guys. You need my, we need me so that your body can come up. That's why we are told after three days, uh, we, we, no, we, we are told, the Bible said, the same spirit that rise Christ, Jesus, up, shall rise up. 
the same spirit. When Jesus was on the cross, after three days he rose and appeared to the disciples and told them, I'm going to the Father. I love that. Can anybody open quickly? Now we are about to get uh, Acts chapter 1 verses 4. Read that one. Acts chapter 1 verses 4. Jesus said, I'm going to the Father. We're going to make a deal. <laughs> I'm make a deal. I'm going to send something. Can anybody read that? Yes. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. But to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard from me. Yes. Did you hear that? He promised what? The Holy Spirit. And listen to that. Hallelujah. And uh, Jesus said, we're going to make an arrangement with my daddy. We're going to make an arrangement. Don't worry about that. This time, by the way, Jesus was saying, this time, what we're going to do, we are not going to use, it will not be only two hands, two eyes, and two legs. It will be a million of legs, million of hands, million of hearts. What he, was, what he meant, he said, it's not going to be Jesus only because Jesus was the body. It was not, it was, Jesus said only two eyes, two hands, two feet. But Jesus said, now, when I go to the Father, the Spirit will be to millions, million legs, that's you and me, million eyes, that's you and me, million hands, that's you and me. Why? Because the Spirit, God wants to use our body. Oh, hallelujah. Christ said, I still have the body. That's why we don't, the church is not called the church of Jesus. The church is called the body of Christ. Hallelujah. I don't know if you have a Bible saying the church is called the church of Jesus. Mm -mm -mm. Go and dig that, that Bible for you. Mm -mm. The church is called the body of Christ. Why? Because Jesus was just in a house that God used. And now, all of us as a church, we are called the body of Christ. Why? Because we are filled by the power of the Holy Spirit. Christ in us. God wants to use your body. That is prayer all about. Prayer is giving license to God. And say, Lord, I'm giving you license to use my body. I'm giving you permission to use my body. That's why many people are afraid of praying. Why? Because when you pray, God comes in, he deals with you first. He doesn't deal with your neighbor. He doesn't deal with somebody else. When, oh God, he changed my neighbor. God says, what about you first? Why you want me to go to my neighbor, your neighbor? What about you? You need to change. There's so many people afraid. They said, ah, I don't like prayer. No, because prayer deals with us first. When God comes in you and says, leave that one. I don't like that. Leave one because I'm holy. Leave that one. And we don't like that. This is what I like. Uh -uh. Okay, if you like that, all right. God is so good. So all right, fine, until you don't like that, and then I'll come in. Because when I'm in, I want to use you for my business. When men and church and family and marriage and school stop praying, 
God stopped working. The book of Luke 18.1, Jesus said, Man ought always to pray, never stop. Why? Because when you stop, God stops. Pray without ceasing. Because we do not want heaven to stop working. If we want heaven to work on earth, then we should always pray. And the scripture, the, the prayer, the Bible says, uh, the, the Lord prayer said what? Let your will be done where? As where? It will never change. Because what we have in heaven, we need it on earth. Anything in heaven, on earth. God does not need that, that, but that. We, we, are, we are messed up a lot. God does not need We need the heavens to come here. Amen? So that's the prayer. I know you do have the, 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 your, the definition that I had. This is, was the revelation to all of us. Jesus established that prayer ministry so that Christ may be revealed powerfully in him. The same with you and me. That's the reason why the disciples, if you look at the agenda I gave you, why the disciples went to Jesus and said, teach us how to pray. They wanted Christ to be revealed in him every single time. Even when Jesus promised them the Holy Spirit, they were away in the upper room doing what? Praying and the Holy Spirit comes in them. And Peter went out and said, it is not me who denied Jesus three times. I'm someone else. I will speak the Lord Jesus Christ to you. He was not afraid. Why? Because Christ was in Peter. So God, my brothers and sisters in Christ need our body. Need our body. So build your prayer life. If we want heaven to work on earth, he will use you, he will use me. But until we pray, amen. Any question, any comment or anything? I messed up. I'm a human being, you know. <laughs> uh, I think we are good, right? We are good in time. Oh, praise the Lord. I like that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, they, they come and dwell in us, right? Yeah. That's a very good question, right? That's a very good question. Now, uh, I, I, I truly, uh, I want to say I don't have a clear answer. You know, um, uh, one of the, 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 the uh, I struggle. I'm, I'm from Africa. We have this, uh, you know, people fighting, people dying. We, we, we cry every time, oh God, because in heaven there's beauty, there's, everything is good. Why, why not here? But, you know, we, we serve a, a loving God. And the Bible, I remember one of the scriptures that encourages me whenever I see all bad things happening and uh, praying. It's, uh, it's the book of Luke. We're going to look into that yesterday, tomorrow, 18. The story about uh, the, uh, the, 
the woman who went to an unjust uh, king and he wanted, uh, uh, he wanted, uh, uh, she wanted uh, to, uh, the king to do something. But Jesus said that, I said, keep praying, keep praying. So uh, it, it's, it's all, it's, it doesn't have a clear answer to tell you, but we as believers, we keep praying. We, we, we keep praying. Remember there's a scripture, Second Chronicles said, uh, when my people, we use all that, we turn to God. But we have to know that um, God's timing is not our timing. About every time we pray, every time we pray. That's, I mean, I don't have a very clear answer on that. Yes, sister. Yes, yes, that would be good. Hallelujah. Eight or six, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The answer came within really fast. Yes. But the next chapter or chapter ten mm-hmm. was twenty one days. Twenty one days, yeah. And Daniel, by the way, he never stopped fasting. Yeah, he was fasting 21 days. Yeah. Until it manifested. Instead, and then he's. Yep, yep. So that's what we are dealing with, uh, because the, the devil, the Lucifer, the devil is also a spirit. You know, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's also after, you know, he used the snake. Can I borrow your body? So he's, that's what he does also with uh, people who do not pray, people who are trying to be negligent to read the script, be in a relationship with God. He comes in and said, I want to be your God. Do what I want to tell you. But those who pray, keep praying. And I wish if Daniel, that's a very powerful story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So 
Yeah, no, that's a very good comment. I like that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, there was a. Actually, Paul, I think in the first Timothy, he encourages us believers to pray for others. So that, that's what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying. We need to give license to God. For those who are struggling in prayer, that you understand prayer all about. So you are called to pray for that person. Keep praying, keep praying. You are giving access. And that's why I always love him to pray. When I pray for someone, I even mention the name. Because God knows us by name. And I was loving to pray. That's me. I love to pray thy name. Like my brother Kendall, I pray for. And God will go and say, oh, that's, I'm going there. That's an example my brother I'm giving. <laughs> so uh, it's always, we, we are called to pray for others because we are giving a license. Um, and then once God gets in them, that's why you are, you, you, you are so surprised on Sunday someone shows up. And says, oh, we have been, if you ever have this opportunity, I've been praying for this person for years. Oh, something is happening. Did you hear that? Even your church, somehow, somehow you have been praying for the church to grow and people start showing up. You think like it's you, it's not your, it's your prayer you have doing it. In our church at Mount Hope, you know, Methodist Church, I want to give you a story, a quick story. We are done. A quick story. Uh, before I, I became a pastor there, and uh, I was told by a church member, um, uh, uh, what is the name, uh, Becky Bowley, um, and some of my folks were church members, they are here, they are, they, they, I was told that there was, a, there was a year where they needed children, because it's a, it's a, it's a big church, right, and the children were growing up and living, and they, they went on their knees, they pray, God send us children, they pray for that. And I got after some years, and God did did he like God heard the same the same day, and after years, and God starts sending children, and children from where? From Africa. Yes, they start showing up, showing up, showing up, showing up. I remember in 2018, 2018 we were hundred and one hundred and two children in our church. I remember we took them to Wesleywood camp with the bus, and uh, the uh, the camp director said, "Oh, man, hop, man, hop, man!" Like we we brought 
we were the first church at Wesley Wood to bring uh, more than 55 children. They prayed, and they did not even know when, uh, uh, when and how God was going to bring children. So we keep praying. We give license to God to manifest. All right. Uh, I think I'm, um, uh, the time is up. Uh, and uh, I want to appreciate all of you and uh, come tomorrow. And tomorrow, that's when we're going to go deeper in the prayer. And uh, today, it was only to help you understand the purpose for prayer. And tomorrow, now, we're going to do it a practical. We're going to even pray. And I will share a little bit of my story, how I get to, to do the prayer life. All right. Uh, and uh, we are going to dismiss with prayer. I'm inviting you to stand, if you don't mind. Um, and as you go, you can grab what I was sharing with you to take it home. Uh, everything is written. As I said, if you use the red pen, don't, don't stop me by now. Uh, I, I, I want to focus on camp. To <laughs> All right. Okay. Let us pray, my brothers and sisters in Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Precious God, Heavenly Father, Holy and Living God, we come before your throne of grace to acknowledge your presence of who you are. Lord, we are so grateful because you brought us together on this particular day, knowing Christ the Lord, a day like this was designed by you. God, as we leave this place, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, let everybody, oh God, be used by you. Here we are together, Lord. We present our body. Use us, oh God. God, come in the life of my sisters and brothers. Come in our lives, Lord. We are giving you, God, the access. Come in our lives and do the business. Your business. Your kingdom business. Your heavenly business. We are ready, God. Bless us as we stay here the whole week. My body is yours. The body of my brothers and sisters are yours. Use them, Lord, for the sake of your glory. In Jesus' name, we pray together and we say amen. amen.